This is the Who's to Say podcast with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. All right, guys, welcome into the podcast. You made it to the fourth episode. Uh, let's do a little recap of last week. Last week we had Kenyon Adam Chick on the podcast. He's a local comic out of Raleigh, Apex area in North Carolina. Um, you can follow him on, well, I guess you can look up his social media through his website, KenyonAdamChickComedy.com. That was a fun episode. We kind of went through like a lot of... Um, a lot of nonsense. That's typically how the conversation between me and him go on a day-to-day basis. Overall, it was uh, I got good feedback from that episode. A lot of people were sending me messages or whatever, asking like uh, what the dynamic between me and Kenyon is. And essentially, I mean, Kenyon started doing comedy probably around probably about somewhere between four to six months before I started doing comedy. So <clears throat> when I was first starting out hitting open mics. I would see him and other comics who started around the same time, and they were like, hey, there's another open mic at this joint. Um, you can ride over there with us or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. So I started like just hitting open mics. I started knowing Kenyon and like a few of our other friends who are in the area. And then next thing you know, just like it was said in the podcast, you just like find yourself giving Kenyon rides. Because he's like, hey, you're going to this place? And there you are giving him a ride every place, and you're just like, Get to know him, you kind of be like his family or whatever. But yeah, we've known each other for a good bit. Um, probably coming up on three years, I guess. So yeah, I've known him for a good bit from the time he's like, I want to say still in high school to now. He's almost 21, which is weird to think about. Because I remember there was a time we had like a, I think he went to the strip club or something with a few other comics he had to like wear the t-shirt because he was under 21 i think he wore it to the open mic that night so that was a pretty solid night of just roasting him at the open mic but yeah uh known for a while he's moved to chicago pretty soon as we kind of talk about in the podcast um real good dude overall okay uh no uh but yeah so that was a good that was a good podcast people asked me about him as i said um other things as far as the podcast goes in general this is the fourth episode i guess i'll do the quote-unquote intro or the why i start the podcast or who i am nonsense so essentially the podcast i was going to start the podcast about probably somewhere in the beginning of the spring of this year probably around march or april of 2017 i was going to start the podcast but the whole time i was like all right if i'm gonna do a podcast Who's going to be like, be my co-host? What am I going to talk about? All this. So I was kind of like mulling the idea of it, but I couldn't really do anything because like I was working at the dealership then and you're working so many hours, there's really no time to do anything else. So I was like, all right, maybe after I switch jobs and all that, I'll try to figure out if I'm going to do the podcast. <clears throat> so I left the dealership probably the end of, I want to say end of May, I think it was. I think I left this at the end of May, and after that, I had some free time because I wasn't working, so I was like, okay, let's see if I can think of some people who I might potentially want to have, like, co-host a podcast, and what is it also going to be about, so one of the names, as I kind of spoke about, so Kenyon, he was definitely, like, one of the first people I hit up, like, hey, man, let's, let's start a podcast, let's just make it, like, a little bit different than, like, all the other ones out there, 
I mean, I guess that's what everybody's trying to do. Um, so then he's like, yeah, I would, but moved to Chicago in the new year. And I was like, all right, cool. Bet. No problem. Then I hit up a few of my other friends who I also wanted to have on the podcast. And they live in different states. So that definitely wouldn't have worked out. So another two, three months come around. I'm like, all right. So now we're shooting around. It's like August. It's like August. I'm like, all right. I still want to do this podcast. I don't know much about like how the setup works and all that. <clears throat> so then I'm talking to a fellow comic who has a podcast here in Raleigh. I hit him up. I asked him, like, What's your, what was your process when you started out? And he told me pretty much to approach it the same way you approach an open mic, which is uh, don't put a lot of money into it at first. Uh, know that the first few or more are going to be bad. Just go into it with approach of, I'm just doing this to get better at this thing I'm doing, which was great advice. Um, so I think, like I said, I was around August at this point. I was like, all right, cool. Let me see if I can put something together. And I started like trying to figure out like names for the podcast. I was like, all right, I want it to be something that I can actually relate to. So as far as the name of the podcast, uh, who's to say is something I say literally probably every day. Because I'll get into these little conversations in my head where I'm going back and forth. And I'm just like, eh, who's to say? So that's where the name of the podcast came from. That was something I thought of. And uh, then I was talking to one of my boys. And he was like, yeah, uh, maybe it doesn't have to be like you and co-host. Maybe it could just be you. And I was like, I don't really know about that. I'm not the most interesting guy in the world. But I do know that I would... Rather go ahead and get something started than waiting on somebody else to help me out. So I'll just start the podcast. We'll see what it turns into. If it turns into nothing, that's fine. It's better than like not starting at all. So start the podcast idea probably somewhere around March of this year. That was the idea. And then around October, November-ish. I think October. Yeah, I think October is when I actually started it. But it was something I wanted to do for solid nine or ten months <clears throat> but i've been listening to podcasts for like years so the ones i've mainly listened to is like uh the gary v podcast which is i think the gary v audio experience is probably like my favorite one to listen to um then there are a few others pretty much just local uh comics or people i know from other parts of the state who have podcasts i'll listen to their stuff Bill Burr, of course, has an amazing podcast. Um, other ones I kind of listen to here and there, I would say. So, yeah, I said Bill Burr. Uh, who else? Of course, Mark Marin is kind of like the king of podcasting, I would say. Uh, he has, like, a really great podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as, like, starting the podcast. And then I just went and decided I would go and get some equipment and the equipment is not, like, anything flashy because, you know, I was like, ah, let me see if I can show, like, 50 or 60 bucks. And I was like, all right. So I had that all set and went and got the stuff. I think I, the first episode I recorded, I was, I think I recorded the first episode in between, like, two weeks because I was, like, just running through sentences. And I was like, this is a very rough episode to listen to. So then I kind of was like, all right, here we go. Slow down, get your delivery straight, uh, pronounce the words like a person. So, yeah, 
that's how that came to be. And then I had a lot of people help. So one of my friends, she already had started up her podcast. I was asking her like which websites she used and um, what type of equipment she was using. And this was all after I had already been on her podcast. So I was pretty much picking her brain for like a solid month and a half, two months. And I know she probably had like that sigh of relief, like finally, finally dropped this thing. You stop asking me questions. So yeah, big shout out to her for all that help. Um, as far as me, intro for me, local comic here in Raleigh. Uh, I've been doing comedy for, it'll be three years in April, I think. Yeah, three years, maybe the first week of April. Um, first time I went on stage was at Tiernanog in Raleigh. Of course, that doesn't exist anymore, but that was probably my favorite open mic. Just because it was a book mic versus one where everybody in the world can go up. So you'll go up there, you'll get three minutes if you were like brand new. And I was, of course. Um, and pretty much that was the place I started. And I met a lot of the comics I know now at that mic. And a lot of ones I'm booked on shows with was from those comics I met at that mic. Because not everybody goes to every open mic. That's something that <clears throat> kind of becomes the situation in the comedy scene. And then you get shows with the same people. And pretty much your closest friends in the world become people you met at an open mic. Which is weird to think about. But you're probably closer with them than my, probably some of your favorite family members. Just because it's, uh, I guess, it's somewhat of like a, a fraternity, if you will. It's just like... These are people who I struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. So you kind of get like a bond with them. So that's how I know a lot of comics in this area. It's just like you go to the open mics, you bomb. You go to the shows. You shouldn't bomb if you're on the show. But you go to the open mics and you bomb with them. You go to the shows. They're like either bad shows or good shows or okay shows. Um, one of the comics I'm going to have on in a few months I did my first show with him in, I want to say it was June of 2015. So maybe I was, what's that, like two months in? Probably way too early for me to be on a show. But uh, I was told my stage presence was pretty good because I was a teacher before that. So before I had ever done stand-up, I was like a teacher. So I had to stand in front of like, 30 kids who were trying to knock the hell out of each other. So I was like, it wasn't a big deal for me to stand in front of people and like talk every single day. So I think in like a few months, I'm going to have him up here and we'll kind of talk about like that first show and uh, the difference between like comedy now and then. Cause that was like a few years back. Cause like a lot of stuff has changed and like my approach to stand up versus his approach. Like one of my approaches I've changed is. Uh, my writing styles kind of changed where I don't write every single day. I definitely should because I don't, I don't have that. Uh, I'm not that great or good or even decent of a comic to not be writing every single day. But um, I'm always trying to think of something new or something creative that I can put into like a joke or a theme that I think is funny that can uh, help expand a joke that's not there yet. So yeah, I spend a. Spend a fair amount of my time doing 
stand up. Essentially, I work in a retail job, so, you know, it is what it is. You don't have the, the best days, probably 70% of your days at work, but that's the game. You do a lot of people who are uh, not appreciative of the fact that you don't really make any money off of them. I know that probably sounds bad, but in a sales job, if I'm not selling something, I'm pretty much just wasting time. Like if you're not leaving with a, with a receipt, then essentially I'm just a customer service person. That's not anything I ever sign up for. Um, let's see other things as far as me, relationship wise, super single. That's a that's a common phrase I use. Super single. I don't really. I know it's not it's not fair. I feel like for a comic, or at least for me, I don't think it's fair for me to try to date someone, and I know I don't have enough time like because if you're doing like a show here a show there and you're going to be in town tonight you're going to be out of town in two nights or whatever the case may be it's kind of hard for you to balance a relationship i feel like so i would never put somebody in that circumstance or that predicament i guess it just seems kind of unfair to the other person like i know for me i have no problem with just uh filling up my car and just driving 150 miles or whatever it is to a show come back the next well come back the same night and then have another show 40 miles in the opposite direction of where you live and it's kind of hard for people to wrap their head around so it's uh that's an experience so enough about all this comedy trash no it's not trash enough about comedy uh things that happened this week i don't know if you guys ever experienced this but it is in my belief system there's a, a such thing as the ugly table at any restaurant if you're wondering what the ugly table is it's whenever you go to a restaurant and you talk to the server and they're like oh follow me and you follow them and you're passing by all the good seats you see people they're sitting close to the front they got the nice like prom seating they take you to the very very back corner where all like the mongrels and the monsters sit so I had to sit at the ugly table uh, about two days ago. <laughs> Not my favorite place to sit. I call it the ugly table because just somewhere no one wants to sit. Doesn't necessarily have to be about looks, but I will say I looked around and there were some people who were looking pretty rough. Like my beard has kind of grown out, so I was off my game. I'll admit to that. Uh, so I get there, me and my friend were sitting there, and I was like, you know, we're sitting at the ugly table, right? To which she was like, no, this is, this, this is fine. I was like, no, you don't understand. We're sitting behind a table of 10 in a back corner behind some beat up painting. This is the ugly table. And I was just, I just leaned in off like, we have fallen off completely. Like straight mud duck status. Like that prom seating in the front, that's the best. That's the best place to sit. Not that it matters if you're seen or not, but you don't want to be the person who can't be seen. You don't want to be unseen in a restaurant. Um, you go into a place and you see people like, oh, these people are having a good time. Then you look, you see like the kid, the people with like their kids are making all the noise in the very back. That's the ugly table. Those people got moved for a reason. Like there's nothing that's good about the ugly table. <clears throat> I um. From time to time, I'll go to a restaurant and they'll ask, uh, like, oh, is this seating okay? And you don't want to be a jerk. 
But for me, I also don't want to sit in the very back. That means if I got like a bathroom sitch, I got to walk past everybody in the restaurant to get there, then come back by. It's just like being on a plane where like you're at the very front. Like let's say you're in the middle. Let's say you're sitting on like, I don't know, 13E or something like that. You got to go back 14 rows to go to the bathroom. That's not the best situation in the world. Because like everybody's watching you, they're probably not watching you. They're on a plane. But it seems like they are. Um, so that was something I kind of had observed um, being at the ugly table. So come January, this beard, got to get rid of it. I got to get that better seating. I need to get that, uh, that premium, premium seat. <clears throat> um, let's see what else is going on this week. Oh, this weekend. Pretty excited about the, uh, like I'm doing this show in Wilmington, uh, it's pretty much the spicy show. We're just going to eat like super hot foods and try to, our best to tell jokes. And I'm a fan of like spicy food, so we'll see how this is going to go. I think I was told the ghost peppers will be involved. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. So yeah, uh, wish me the best. I feel like I'm probably going to like flake out like early, early in the game. It's a solid chance. So that should be a pretty fun show. Um, let's see what else. Christmas is coming up. People are excited and stuff. People are, I guess that time of year where people feel like cheery and stuff. They're like singing their carols and buying all their gifts and all that. All that's going to get myself like a pretty decent like, uh, like techie gift in my opinion i was gonna get like some airpods i was like i can get some airpods i can use those for my for my iphone because i'm having some some issues with it but i was like uh i, I probably need a bed it'd probably be better if i just like got a better bed frame because it's been broken for for a while and by a while i mean uh a considerable amount of time probably one plus years i would say i think it's more important to have like a bed frame that's solid and reliable than like the newest AirPods so I can listen to music. So I'm gonna see if I can get that done this year. Um just I need to get that I need to get that done. That's that's a pretty big deal, I feel like. Um so I'm gonna do that this year before the year is up. Other things going on I would say um let's see what we got. What's going on this week? It's been a weird, uh, it's been a weird work week. So I had like two straight days off. Then I worked one day and then I was off again. So you can never really catch that rhythm of like being at work. Cause like I'm off, then I'm working again, then I'm off or whatever. So I was like, okay, let me see if I can have a pretty, pretty lean day, a pretty cool, just chilling day at work. And, uh, I'll get customers who come in and the first thing they do is just like, give me the, the most headache ever. Like they'll come in like, yeah, my phone's not working. It's like, all right, cool. And it's something real simple. All I had to do was just flip the switch on the side of the phone. They're like, well, what did you do? I was like, I just turned the volume on. You had it on silent. No wonder why you get no phone calls. And these are like 60, 70 year olds. These are people in their mid to late thirties. Like, you know how this thing works. So you get that going on. Um, Failure for the week so far. I'll tell you this. I got like this Lego set of like, 
the UNC Tar Heels. It's like a little emblem. I've been working on that for a solid two weeks. I have nothing. Nothing is done on it. Like it's, it has 900 pieces. And for whatever reason, in my little brain, I was like, you know what? I could probably do that. I've never done it before. Two weeks, I've had this thing sit on my table. I was like, all right, I'm going to work on it a little bit each day. I'm going to get better and better at it. No such luck. Every day, it gets worse. Where I just take more and more Legos off. Go to YouTube. YouTube doesn't know. It's a shame. Even Google was confused. They're like, well, you're looking for what? Straight up struggling. So that's the thing. Um, probably going to end up throwing that in the trash. Because there's nowhere to look. There's nobody has any information. And I have no clue what I'm doing. So that's something that happened this week. Or I guess the last few weeks. Um, so that's as far as this week goes. Alright. So another thing that has happened this week. Is at work the other day. A co-worker comes up and tells me that another one of my co-workers has the pink eye. Like literally had just walked in. Probably been on the clock for maybe... Two minutes? He's like, yeah, you know, such and such has pink eye today. I was like, oh yeah? Why is he still here? What time did he come in? Like, I'm asking this question. Like, I run the joint. Because, like, I know I get super upset. Like, if you're sick, don't come to work. There's no need for you to come to work if you got something that you can give me. Like, if you have anything that's contagious or if you're not feeling good, don't come to work. You're just causing more headache for everybody else. And what sucked is, like, this whole time... Um, He's like talking to me. He's like, he's like, hey man, does it look bad? Yes, it looks terrible. It looks horrible. He's like, on a scale of one to ten, what do you think it is? I was like, ten. Ten. Definitely ten. Go home right now. Don't ask me how it looks. Like, just go home. He's like, no man, I don't want to get fired. Listen man, you need to go home. Because uh, I'm not trying to be sick. So I know how I am when I get sick. Like, I am worthless. Like, for me... Like, I remember the last time I went to work sick, I think I was still at the dealership. I think I had, like, a fever, and I was already feeling, like, uh, kind of sick congestion or whatever, and I was, like, sneezing. I went to work that day. I think I opened that day. I think I had to be there at, like, 8 o'clock, or I had to be there at 9 o'clock, because we had a sales meeting at, like, 9 o'clock. I think I got there, like, maybe 8.30, 8.45. The whole sales meeting, I think I had my head down, like, on the table, um. Then we get to, we get out of the meeting, probably 9.15, 9.30. I go to my little desk, put my head down. And they're like, if you don't feel good, you can go home. And I was sitting there for like a good 15 minutes. Like, I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to try to make it. And then I was like, you know what? I already don't want to be in this place. I just got up and I was like, all right, I'll see y'all whenever I feel better. So I get in my car, driving home. And like I said, I'm pathetic. I'm worthless when I'm sick. First thing I do, call Mom Dukes, all right? Because she knows what to do. She knows how to take care of me, even though she's not even in the same city or town as me. So I call her. She's like, yeah, I'm glad you left. There's no reason for you to be at work sick. So she's like, no worries. Your dad's coming in town anyways. I'll have him uh, come and bring you some stuff. It's like, all right, cool. I get my place, and I'm literally face down in the middle of my bed. And I get a hear a knock on the door. So my dad coming through the door, and uh, he's like, I can almost remember his verbatim. He was like, uh, he's like, your mom said you said you're sick. 
And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you all right? We just, no, we just talked about this. Like, you literally just asked me. You you told me that you knew. So it was that's kind of my dad's thing, though. Uh, it was, I thought it was just funny how he was like, you all right? No, I'm, I'm sick. I'm like on the edge of death right now. He's like, all right, I'm going to go and get some... I'm gonna get some stuff from you, for you from the grocery store. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, just, just get everything. Just grab everything you can. If they got soup, get that. If they got drugs, grab them too. He comes back, perfect. Nailed it, had everything I needed. And like, I think he sat in my apartment for maybe about 90, 90 to about 90 seconds, about 90 seconds. He's like, all right, make sure you take your medicine. I gotta go to Home Depot. Cause that's how my dad gets down, all right? Like, yeah, he's going to come and take care of me and see me and all that stuff. But he has he's on a mission, all right? He got to go to Home Depot, see what the sale is on whatever power tools he's going to get. So he was gone, took medicine, fine. After like two days, came back to work, perfect. But I would never do that now in my current job just because I know I interact with the public a lot more because at the dealership, yeah, people will come in, but it's not as much like a retail store. People are like, always coming in and out in and out so yeah to see him at work today or not today a few days ago with the pink eye and him to ask me oh how's it look i'm gonna tell you 10 i need you to not be here i don't want to get the pink eye too i don't think i've had pink eye probably i don't know maybe fifth or sixth grade or something like that and I'm sitting there like after he left work, I'm like just drowning myself in Purell and like Googling like what type of penicillin I need to take. Because in my head, I'm all, I already have it. Like because at one point today I rubbed my eye and I was like, yep, that's it. This is the end of the saga. There's no way I'm going to see the next day. Because that's what it is in my head. If somebody's sick and I'm around, there's a problem. I already know it. I know that I'm going to have it soon if I don't have it already. So... If this is the last episode, guys, just know I try my best. That's all I'm saying. This is this is my swan song. Um, other things that have happened this week have been kind of interesting, at least for me. Watched Dragon Ball Z the other day. You can never get enough enough of that. I missed Dragon Ball Super by about ten minutes. I ended up watching Dragon Ball Z Kai or something, which is uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of what they're doing. I, I feel like... I love Dragon Ball Z. I just don't like what they've done to like... They've made it too much of... Too close to like a kid's show. Than like something that... I guess it's not an adult show either. They made it too much of like... Close to like Spongebob. Than like Dragon Ball Z. Like they've made it... The storylines have gotten softer from what I remember. Because I remember like... It used to be pretty gory growing up when like me and my brothers would watch it it was awesome but i was watching the other day and i was like yeah i think they i think they took some stuff out they also like got weird voice actors now where they don't sound like like vegeta doesn't sound strong is what i'm saying vegeta sounds like somebody i can take and that's a problem like he doesn't sound the prince of all sayings at all i don't like that um what else is happening in, like, pop culture? I think a lot of people want to go see the Star Wars thing. A lot of people are excited about it. I didn't see the first one. I'm not really, like, a Star Wars guy. 
nor am I like a Star Trek guy. I know people like get up in arms, but I didn't see either of those films. I think I saw Star Trek. I think that's the one with uh, what's that? What's that woman's name? Uh, yeah, her. That's the one from you know that one lady that was in it. You know the thing about the people who did the thing. Yeah, I think I saw the first Star Trek movie, and then Star Wars. I didn't have a one way or another feeling about it. Um, movies I've seen this year. Justice League. Saw that. Uh, I enjoyed it. There were some. There was a little bit of a. Uh, there was some some moments in there where I felt like they could have explained things a little bit more for what I would have enjoyed. Like I feel like uh, Aquaman didn't get enough. Like he didn't get enough time. On I didn't get enough of his story. I felt like he was like one of the people in the trailer. They were really trying to like hype up because like I don't know. I guess he's like a, a model or something. I know he's married to uh, uh, Lisa Bonet or whatever. So that's like a, a big deal. But yeah, I, uh, I thought the movie was good overall. <clears throat> I haven't seen Thor. From what I've been told. From what I've been told. It's a little bit goofy. And I don't. I don't need my, my superheroes to be goofy. Unless it's Deadpool. Deadpool, all day long. I want to have a solid case of the giggles. Because Deadpool, the movie was hilarious. Um, Thor, I don't know if I want to see it. If it's if it feels like a buddy film. Like, I want to be more action than I want jokes in an action film. But I guess they kind of got to move that way. That way, people can walk away with something just because they've been messing up so much on these movies as of late. Like I know that uh, some comics who I talk to who are, who are deep, deep in the trenches alongside me for some of these movies are just like, it's like they don't even know, they're not even trying anymore. And they're not because you, you watch these movies and you start to notice it's so far away from the comic book world that it's just like, it seems like the writers are people who know nothing about the comics or are leaving out gaping plot holes. It's just like, what is even going on anymore? So yeah, that's, uh, that's my two cents on that. And uh, if you guys got anything you want me to add to the podcast, any topics you want me to bring up, um, you can shoot me an email. Uh, you can shoot me an email at grantthecomic at gmail.com. That's a solid place to send that email. If you want to give me some of that, that solid, solid feedback, I'd be interested in that. Uh, but other than that, look out for next week's episode. It's, it's probably going to be weird. So yeah, that'll be, that's going to be fun. But yeah, uh, shoot me an email. If you have any feedback or questions, concerns, complaints, people people are good for complaining. This is the thing about complaints, all right? Complaining is like I I'm a fan of complaining. Complaining is the the one thing that you can like do all day and it's like it's just so good to complain. 
it's like that one thing you can do all day that you feel like that made the whole day. If you could just complain about like a solid three to five things in a day, you feel pretty good. You feel pretty good. It's just like, I got that out. So, yeah, as far as that goes, like I said, shoot me an email, grantthecomic at gmail.com. And we'll see what we can do about making this thing better. And uh, I'll start putting your topics in and all that. And you can follow me on the social medias. Uh, Instagram is Grant Sheffield one Snapchat is this guy I know. And Facebook, you just type in Grant Sheffield Comedy, maybe? I think that's the one. And uh, yeah, other than that, I'll catch y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to share and subscribe to the podcast. Want more? Look Grant up online at grantsheffieldcomedy.com. 